person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one co-host two the name of the show shenanigans ensue Hi, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. Welcome to our very first episode of Shenanigans Ensue, a podcast where we are neither 30, flirty, or thriving. We are so excited to have you here with us. Um, I suppose for the first episode, we should give a little background about what we're doing here. Yeah, so Jane and I are actors and friends. We have been for a very long time, and we have a genuine love for rom-coms. But we are still absolutely frustrated by some aspects, too. You might call what we have for the genre a conditional love, unlike our love for each other, which is truly unconditional. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) So this podcast will reflect that. We will never be bashing or just gushing about a movie, but we'll probably do a little bit of both. Each week, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merit as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, obscure oddities, and everything in between. We'll look at the chemistry between the leads, the use of tropes, and of course, the the shenanigans. shenanigans. Yay! Okay. (laughs) For our first episode, we wanted to do a classic... So, please welcome the very first rom-com for Shenanigans and Sue, 13 going on 30. Of course it is. I mean, is anybody surprised? It had to be 13 going on 30. I mean, honestly, (laughs) what else was it going to be? (laughs) You can't do anything else. This is the perfect inaugural episode. Perfect way for us to like ease you in to what it is we're going to do and our style and that sort of thing right i feel like if somebody was upset by picking this as the first one uh what are you doing here uh, this isn't for you no this really is not your podcast (laughs) no there are millions of other podcasts out there please go forth with love and go listen to them (laughs) yeah because this is gonna be us having a fun time with 13 going on 30 all right the movie came out in 2004 So it is definitely an early aughts classic. What's your experience with this movie, Jazz? Do you remember the first time you watched it? I absolutely do. I love this movie, but I hadn't watched it in years. When we watched it together was the first time I'd seen it in probably over a decade. Same. Really? Yes. It had been... Yeah, about a decade since the last time I watched this movie. Oh, my Even gosh. though I love it so much. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so for other people who have also not watched it in over a decade, let us give you a really quick plot synopsis. After being humiliated at her 13th birthday party, Jenna wishes to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Don't we all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodness, let's not get into that. (laughs) Thanks to some magic dust sprinkled on a house given to her by her best friend Maddie, her wish seems to come true when she wakes up as a 30-year-old full-grown woman with what appears to be the perfect life. She soon discovers that perhaps everything isn't as perfect as it seems and she needs help. So she sets out to find adult Maddie and shenanigans ensue. Great summary, Jazz. 
Um, goodness, after watching this movie the first time in a decade, the thing that probably stood out the most to me was that I had to actively be suspending my disbelief because everything seems so much more creepy when you think about <laughs> yeah. her being 13 in the oh body gosh. of Jennifer Garner. Oh, they really played that up too. It was just so uncomfortable so many times. It was so uncomfortable. And oh goodness. And I think so, that like yeah. the last time I watched it, I was probably 17. Mm-hmm. And so it was not as creepy. Exactly. Those That's it- the point I'm making. I wasn't <laughs> as conscious of the fact of how creepy it was. I think I was enjoying it more. Like, ha ha, she's 13. She doesn't get what's going on in the adult world and not thinking of this is terrifying. <laughs> this adult man is uh revealing himself to her you know? yeah it's doing a strip tease oh, and she's, when she wants to play board games <laughs> so wait can i just go right to the very beginning montage because yes, go for it. i had a moment at the very top that was an absolute delight so like we're at the school they're in the hallway she's about to give the six chicks the invite to the birthday party and as they come walking down the hall we've got this incredible soundtrack playing and literally as they're walking down the hallway like the audio gives them a little no and i literally I lost that. my mind i was like are you kidding me whenever i enter a room can yes. i please get a da 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 da, da entering da 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 <laughs> i just want to <laughs> give me a little clap intro i want a little pop 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 I got you. I got you. Yeah. If we ever yeah, are yeah. on the same continent ever again, I've got you. I need an um, entrance. Yes. Yes. Don't we all? <laughs> don't we all need an entrance though? Um, speaking of the soundtrack, how much do you love the soundtrack for this movie? So much. I think I need to go. So much. So much good music. <sighs> I think I actually need to make a playlist of the songs in this movie because my word, I love it so much. Almost every song that played. I was like, I love this song. I love this song. Every single moment was so much fun. Okay, speaking of music, though, really quick, I'll cut into the middle. Mm. I love the thriller bit. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know it makes you uncomfortable. Uh. But for me, that part makes me smile like an idiot. I'm like, are you kidding me? Everybody just knows the choreo. Yes, please. It makes me cringe so hard. I have to like watch that part of the movie between my fingers <laughs> just like radiating <laughs> embarrassed <laughs> but it's delightful well then you're really lucky because we haven't had that song play while we've been together in public because i absolutely oh, start doing the choreo really i don't know if you know this about no. me i will start full-blown clap above my head shimmy yes. shimmy shimmy clap shimmy 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 I mean, yeah i will do the choreo i'm all for you to do it as long as you don't try to make me do it oh no 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 and i do it poorly by the way like those <laughs> people who do it in the movie are trained dancers oh, i do it sure. like a bumbling idiot they were doing a flash mob before that was a thing i loved it um the other day i was actually reading a article where mark ruffalo was talking about that thriller sequence <laughs> and he was saying how much he was saying how much he didn't want to do it so <laughs> jennifer garner dragging him onto the dance floor is actually very close to his real feelings about the situation oh that sounds uh, about right which i just think is is very funny 
I suppose we should also mention that the opening credits is set in 1987. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, 1987. And when she wakes up, it is 2004. Oh, gosh. One of the first things that I thought is poor honey baby. She doesn't know what a cell phone is. Oh, like, no, I hadn't even thought of that. She wakes up. And it's yelling at her. Yeah. Yes, right, of course. And the ringtone. Do you remember when we had like specialized ringtones? Oh, yeah. For every person. Yeah. Or at least the people that mattered. And now my cell phone is almost permanently unsilent. Unless I am actively expecting a call. Even then, I probably didn't turn it off silent. (laughs) I've done that to you a couple of times. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. It's totally fair. And then I'm like, oh, my phone didn't ring. I don't know why. Meanwhile, my phone has just been on silent. Um, Okay. (laughs) I'm calling myself out here. Oh my gosh. And also, I, I had not watched this movie for so long. I forgot... Mark Ruffalo was in it or maybe the last time Mark I watched Ruffalo it he was wasn't like movie? a thing yet right like he wasn't the Hulk yet so it didn't register in my brain wow I did not he did not register as a person I should remember the last time I watched it he this was pre Marvel Universe mm. and so I just did not remember so seeing his face was a delight <laughs> Now, for me, my association with Mark Ruffalo had always been uh, rom-coms because he's in another one with Reese Witherspoon. I think it's Mm. just like Heaven. And I think in The Family Stone as well, although that's not really a rom-com, but we'll we'll get into that. So when he popped up in the Marvel Universe, my reaction is like, oh, what's Mark Ruffalo (laughs) doing in the MCU? Although now, of course, like that's my main association with him. So it was so pleasant to see him yeah. um, in a rom-com. And also, like, quick shout-out to Judy Greer. We love you. You're so funny. We love you, Judy Greer. Girl, She's you're hilarious. Oh, I love her so, so, so much. Can she please just have her own rom-com already? Yes. Anyway. I would pay good money to see the Judy Greer, a little grumpy rom-com. Yes. Um, Hollywood? Anyone? <laughs> We'll pitch the story. Seriously. Um, Okay, cool. So let's get into it. As we all know, I'm assuming since you're listening to this podcast, uh, that tropes are a really huge part of the rom-com genre. You know, we have the dash into the airport, the friends to lovers, the big dramatic grand gesture in the rain, uh, etc, etc. Yes. So we wanted to hit a few of those. Um, And I don't know, maybe we'll miss some. And if we do, definitely like hit up our socials, tell us what we missed so we can talk some more about it there. Sounds good. So let's get into uh, some of the tropes in 13 Going on 30 and how well we think they were executed or not. Yes. All right. So obviously we can start at the very beginning. Misfit in high school, classic trope. Classic trope we have. Friends to lovers, especially one friend being in love with the other friend. We have the choreographed dance number, like we already discussed. I love a random choreographed dance number. <laughs> uh, we have the stopping a wedding, kind of, that happens in this movie. Yeah. At least, like, interrupting, showing up at the 11th hour. Yes, we have a dash to stop a wedding. And I guess um, that, I don't know if this necessarily counts, but maybe even that magic dust. Oh, yeah, 
whatever it was, this moment of mystical Mm. realism that we get. Yeah, totally. Was it all a dream? Did she live (laughs) that for real? We'll never know. Some magical element, for sure. And then I actually put in my notes Judy Greer as the best friend. Does that count as a trope? (laughs) I think it should. It absolutely should. (laughs) But I also think she deserves her time in the spotlight. Oh, absolutely. I know that she does the best friend or like the supporting role so well as a character actor, but come on, we love her. Let her just have all the screen time. Yes, give her the screen time. All of it. And she makes someone who's supposed to be the villain or at least villainesque in the story so likable like so likable not like the character tom tom because of judy greer she's kind of a total jerk but in the most charming way yes life goals (laughs) life goals to be like judy greer yeah (laughs) and getting back to the stopping a wedding i know we've both spoken about this and we've agreed that it is one of our least favorite tropes in the genre oh um, so terrible. I, it makes me so mad. This is my choreographed so dance party for you. This is the where I get so cringed out. <laughs> well, I do too. I, I can't. So I don't mind it as much in this movie because she doesn't run down the aisle or do eye object or any of that. Like it's a private conversation before anyone's even exchanged a vow or a ring. Yeah. But I just... Ooh, when we get to Maid of Honor, the movie Maid of Honor, it's my least favorite. He's like barreling down the aisle when they're about to say I do. I just, I can't get behind it. It, No, 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 no. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. All my friends and family are there. If you already let it get that far, you waited too long. It's over. Exactly. You had time. I'm sorry. You had, it's not a surprise wedding, you know? No. Stuff's been in place for a while. So. And even worse, even worse than the surprise wedding, I cannot get behind the committed relationship, gonna kiss anyway moments. No. No. Like, I can't. Oh, oh no. Their moment in the park with the swings. Gosh. I can't get behind it so much to the point that I've actually rewritten what I thought happened in that moment with the swings. Oh no. I was so surprised that they kissed. Yeah. Like, I'd actually in pre-notes before the movie had written fake art kiss is one of the tropes because I had remembered <laughs> uh, that it was a fake art kiss. It was so traumatic so- that you blocked out the full memory of it and rewrote it. Yes. I <laughs> created a whole new memory for myself because I was like, there's no way. they both in committed relationships. They didn't kiss in this moment. It no was way. a fake art. Absolutely not. They can't have done this because we find them both so charming and this would take away the charming if he is engaged to be married in like a week and he does this. Exactly. Oh my word. I can't. So, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie. My mouth was on the floor when they actually kissed in that moment because I was like, bold up, beautiful. The music is soaring and any second now they're going to pull away and it's going to be a beautiful trip of the fake art kiss. And, and then wait, what? Happen. Oh no, yeah. Oh lord. (laughs) It's like, what? And and I mean, like, obviously, it's what we all wanted for them, but the circumstances are just so awful. Exactly. (sighs) 
Let's get into the shenanigans. Yes, please. Yes, please. So uh, shall I explain what a shenanigan is? I guess for the people that aren't any fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean that if you don't know what it means. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, it's good for us all. It's the first episode. We get on the same page. A shenanigan is a silly or high-spirited behavior slash mystery. Just everything that I want in movies and television. Everything I want in my life in general. Yeah, that's true. So why should I limit myself to media? Yes, live your shenanigan full life. <laughs> so to get into how a shenanigan differs slightly from a trope, as stated, a shenanigan is hijinks and fun. Now, a trope can also be hijinks and fun, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. If that makes sense. Oh, and shenanigans can be bad. Like things that we thought were really weird. We might mention, I have one for this movie for sure. That's a shenanigan. All right. So let's get into some of the shenanigans. Obviously, the entire premise of the movie is a shenanigan. A 13-year-old somehow time travels into her adult life and body. So that entire concept is rich with shenanigans. We've touched on some of them at the top. Yes. What I also like is the blindfold, or no, not blindfold, the scarf that she's wearing when she's 13 becomes um, her eye mask when she wakes up. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I love that. Yeah, a little shout out to costume department. Yes, costume department. We see you. Nice touch. We see you. We appreciate you. Yes. Oh my goodness. The fun they must have had for this movie styling what a 13 year old girl would dress like oh my gosh the way she dresses oh. for the lo- the big party for the magazine listen that dress is a bit of a mess but that hair, hair. we all did that hair we all did that i did that and the, ac- mm-hmm. that was and the, the accessories on accessories so funny yep layers and layers and layers of accessories oh god so many so good okay i have another shenanigan this is my irritated shenanigan (laughs) okay okay so she goes into the village to find a grown-up maddie and when she gets to the apartment i don't know if you notice he lives in like a building they had to oh he's 2b right yes 2b was the apartment i wrote it down there's only four buttons like There's only four buttons for this whole building. And she like presses one of them. I guess maybe there's only four units in the entire building. But come on. Come on. This was a different exterior than like a building. You wouldn't have like 2B. Like there's not enough units for the size building that she like walks through. It just didn't make any sense. (laughs) There's only four buttons in the front. I live in New York. I'm calling shenanigans. Also shortly after when she gets into the apartment and she's having a panic attack. Two things that I wrote down that I loved. He asked if she was in a K-hole, which is just hilarious. (laughs) I don't remember that joke when I watched it as a child. Are you in a (laughs) K-hole? And then he all, shh. Oh, go for it. No, no, go ahead. Finish the K-hole thing. Oh, no, I had, I was going to go on another tangent. Go for it. All right. I was going to, Talk about around that moment as well when she asks for a fluffy pillow. I wrote that down. That's what I was going to say. It's so specific, (laughs) but this has clearly worked for her in the past. (laughs) Also, like, I just, it made me think, like, how many times had I been upset in my life and I'm getting worked up 
And really, like, I just needed something fluffy. Like, I just needed to hold something calming. Yes. And now I'm going to maybe ask you for a... hold something and you need water. Yeah, water and a fluffy pillow. I love it. Do you have a fluffy pillow? I don't. I have to go get one. Yes, I think I need to get one too. I feel like that would fix a lot of things because I don't have a puppy. Mm, neither I do I. I feel like you don't need a fluffy pillow if you have a puppy. <laughs> Sound logic. I approve. I don't know. Sound logic. Yeah. Um, I, if I can have a puppy, then I don't have to buy all these pillows. But <laughs> All these pillows. I thought you were just getting one, one specific fluffy pillow. I don't know. What if you're in the wrong room and you only have that one fluffy pillow? You can't find it. I'm thinking fluffy pillows in every room. Yes. They need to be available, ready, easy access. I have a lot of fluffy blankets, but that doesn't quite work in the summer. Mm, I feel like true. I have a fluffy blanket in every room. Well, that's pretty close. It's close enough. You have the emergency pillow, and at least you have, like, blankets about. <laughs> I can roll the blanket up to be like a pillow. Precisely. Another shenanigan. She walked barefoot oh, all the way back to Midtown. No. That's no. so far and gross in new york it doesn't matter how tired your feet are it doesn't matter you walk home even if it means you're gonna lose your feet because they got blistered so bad you got you can't no did she have high heels on or did she just take them off because she was upset she had high heels on and so by the time she walks all the way back she's got them in her hands and i was like oh no 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 no. Mm -mm, you suffer yeah you you deal with it if it means you lose a toe that's preferable to walking <laughs> the Manhattan sidewalks barefoot. Especially in the summer. There's pee and gross stuff everywhere. Oh my gosh. And the glass. Think of the glass. Ugh. No. A very pleasant picture we're painting for everyone. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh no. Another thing that I really liked is that in the beginning they show her struggling to hail a cab, very hesitant. And at the end of the movie she like hails a cab with such confidence. I love that for her. Cute. I didn't even realize that one. That's a good one. I can relate to that because of the first time I tried to hail a cab. What was it? You remember your first cab hail? Mm-hmm. Because it was very embarrassing because I didn't know that if the light is off, it means the cab is engaged already. And so I stuck my hand out with great confidence because I've been told you have to project confidence you know pretend um and then some guy next to me was like no no that one's engaged you have to wait until the light comes on he was very nice about it but i felt embarrassed oh no you shouldn't though you would be surprised i think most new yorkers don't know that still the amount of times that i have been out on the street and like watched people get frustrated that a yellow cab drove by them even though the light was off like i've literally been that person because they'll get mad on the street they are like visibly upset and i'm like hey by the way it has to have the light on like well then psa for everyone who's living or visiting new york yellow cab is taken if the light on the top is off yep lights gotta be on otherwise don't bother <laughs> otherwise walk but keep your shoes on. <laughs> keep your damn shoes on. Keep your shoes on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Another thing that I think I'm going to include in the shenanigans, just because of the accelerated speed of which the plot takes place, is that all of this is compressed and happening in, like, what, three weeks? Less than? Oh, yeah. But, like, 
she runs the company like an absolute boss still she manages to do everything she needs to do it's insane it is insane uh i was referencing the three weeks more into like reconnecting with maddie oh yeah and he's busy planning a wedding he's planning in two weeks three weeks out from his wedding and she spends an entire like Maybe not a full week, but at least four or five days are those photo shoots at the end. Yes. Speaking of those photo shoots, like I know it was supposed to be a very sweet moment that he comes up and she's hiring him, but I would have been personally so annoyed. It's like you putting so much pressure on me right now. All these models are here. Everything's set up. And you're like, did you bring your camera? We're doing a photo shoot. What do you say? Right? No warning? Why is he there? Oh, I would have been stressed. No. What if he said no? Exactly. This is the point I'm making. It's waste of time and resources. You had to go, like, hire all these people. Seriously, and everyone's there. Yeah, it's just an insane ask. I don't know how you wouldn't tell somebody that they're about to photograph for a national magazine exactly without giving the person any time to prep talk about concept anything like that storyboard yeah insane i'm not a photographer i'm just making stuff up (laughs) something along some kind of preparation beforehand yeah i would not have been happy with that oh one more inappropriate quote and shenanigan before we move on because i loved this that they're talking about their childhood, the two of them, Jenna and Maddie. And they're talking about the fact that they're not friends anymore. Mm -hmm. And when Jenna asks about it, Maddie says it happened at the birthday party. And so they reference playing seven minutes in heaven. And Maddie goes, you know, spin the rapist or whatever it's called. And I was, yes, (laughs) I remember that quote. Wow. Well, well, wow. I didn't remember that one either, but Spin the Rapist is amazingly apropos. Wow. Let's shove a bunch of teens in a closet. It's funny oh, and not let them out. And it's dark and uncomfortable. Mm, sounds like my worst nightmare now. <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, seriously. And Maddie was fully aware of all of that anyway. And that Oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, because in that reality where they're not friends as an adult, as adults, mm-hmm. Maddie would have opened the door and kissed her without her permission. And so maybe he feels like <gasps> he was the predator in that moment. Right. Because he was told a lie. He thought she was waiting for him. I don't know. Poor guy. The whole thing is just mm, um, stressed me out so much. Yeah. Young Tom Tom was like, she's waiting for you. And he goes and kisses her. And then it's like a whole yeah. fiasco. That's so stressful. Um, oh, something that I actually wanted to ask as our resident American. Um, are Razzles real? Is <laughs> Razzles, is that something exists? Or is it a movie thing? I I don't think so. I'm not familiar with a Razzle. Unless it's something from the 80s, which is just slightly before my time. Oh, that is true. I'd forgotten we were, because they eat it. Maybe it's like a popular 80s. Yeah. But they find it again. I don't know. Yes, that's what I was going to say. They do find it again. But they were surprised that they had them. Right. Which means it may be a specific. It's like how I feel every time I find Dunkaroos. Can people let us know if you grew up in America in the 80s? Are Razzles real? Yeah, please tell us. Let us know. If you know it, find us. Tell us the info find us no don't do that that's too much 
it got a little <laughs> seven minutes in heaven. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> all right. So before we move on to our final and favorite segment, let us go over whether we thought this was a fun movie, a fab movie, or a fail. I mean, obviously, it's got to be a fab. I'm going to say it's fun and fab. Like, I just think it's so much fun to watch, even though, as we said, um, appreciation of it has changed watching it as adults. There's definitely some things where you're like, whoo, especially when you see a surprise Rudy Giuliani on the wall <laughs> of her office. <laughs> it's like, ah, what are you doing oh, here? Movies as time capsules. Good grief. Um, but yeah, it's so much fun. And I think it's fabulous. The chemistry between, like we haven't spoken about this, but the chemistry between Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo is just outstanding. It really is. They're so, every time they're on the screen together, it's electric. Yeah, their chemistry is so beautiful and Jennifer Garner's portrayal of a 13-year-old girl. Oh, I know. She's just so sweet and sincere. So good. The line that I wrote down, she delivered to me so perfectly, was when she said, which village? Oh my gosh, yes, for the East Village or whatever it was. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. It's so true. She manages to, like, thread the needle between being a incredibly attractive full-grown woman running yes. around in a nighty and also just being like a 13 year old i think oh she's she did such an amazing job with it and mark ruffalo what a treat to see him acting in something else it's not a superhero movie and we uh just for everyone's information we watch the movies together at the same time and we texting throughout and it's just this the tiniest thing that i didn't notice the last time I watched this movie, and we both were like, oh my goodness, when he leaves the apartment after bringing her back to her apartment, and as he's leaving, he just, like, gives a little wink. Oh, the wink. Yeah. So cute. So charming. They're so good together. They really are. They balance each other out so well. The performances both feel so sincere. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, for something that could easily be very cliched or very trite. Like they just are so sincere in their performances, which is just really it beautiful really is. to watch. Anywho, you said fab, right? Yes. So, cause like, Do you want to expand? I, I guess, like, for me, I mean, obviously it is fun too, but I am probably not going to say many movies are fab. I think that's reserved for absolute mm. excellence. That's going to be, like, my cut off because most movies are fun listen i'm not hard to please that's true <laughs> so that is true i think most of the time i'm gonna be like this was fun but <laughs> oh, once in terrible, a while but it was so much fun. it was fun this was unrealistic and absurd but it was fun or like <laughs> yeah okay i've got your rubric yeah yeah i've got your rubric i agree with it but i do agree um. with you that it is fun and fab it is just such a great movie. It's such a good example. It aged very well, all things considered. Yeah, surprisingly. I was very nervous to watch it. Yeah. Even having those jokes that are very, like, adult and, like, very self-aware. The, like, spin the rapist, the mm. K-hole joke. Like, it's very. it was very self-aware, even yes. being an early aughts movie. Yeah, completely. And 
I can already say there are going to be some that won't age as well. Oh, yeah. And we'll see when we get there. (laughs) Okay, I think that we are finally at our favorite moment. The moment we've been waiting for. Yes, our favorite segment uh, called Give Me the Cheese, Please. Where we will be saying which cheese we think the movie was the most like and why. See, this part, we haven't told each other our opinions about the cheese yet. So I don't know what Jane is about to say. And I don't know what Jasmine's about to say. So this is going to be an absolute delight. All right. Okay, are you ready, Jane? Yes. Are we doing this at the same time? Yeah, I think that we yell the cheese at the same time, and then we'll just discuss it. Yeah, ready? Okay, Okay. sounds great. Ready? Okay. One, One, two, two, three. Aged Manchego. (laughs) Which one did you say? Uh, uh, sorry, I used a non-American pronunciation for Huda, uh, which you would say Gouda. Yes! Okay, I love it, I love it, I love it. I And I'm doing an aged Manchego. Okay, give it to me. Okay, so, aged Manchego, here's why. It is a solid movie, mm-hmm. much like this firm cheese. Indeed. Uh, we're talking, it's, you know, slightly nutty, but it's no Swiss. <laughs> and, uh... It's a film that the main character is fully aged at a rapid rate, and H. Manchego <laughs> is fully aged after two years. So, I love it. I love it. That's my reasoning. Okay, hit me with the <laughs> the Gouda. So I said Hoda, but I'm talking about like a, a good quality, not just your any regular old Trader Joe's slash Willie's Gouda. Why? Here's why. (laughs) It is reliable. It is dependable. You know what you're getting yourself into. Um, Just because it's a classic doesn't mean that it's not good. Just because everyone knows what it is doesn't mean that it's not a solid cheese in its own right. So that is why I'm saying a good quality Hoda slash Gouda. It is. It's a dependable movie. It is. It's always it's good. Not, it's not trying to prove itself to anyone. No. It knows what it is. It's not pretentious. No. It's still really good. It's there for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. That was so much fun. You were so technical with yours. I loved it. I need to step it up. Oh yeah. I went in. Yeah, you went in hard. Um... <laughs> So let us know if you agree with me or if you agree with Jazz. Or, or if you don't agree with either of us. Yes. And let us know what cheese you think 13 going on 30 is like. We're so curious. Oh, please. And tell me why I want to hear all about it. Yes. Love it. Well, I think that's it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First episode Sorry. done and dusted. We just. We made it. I can't believe it. Wow. We did it! That was terrifying. <laughs> I really hope you all enjoyed our silly shenanigan-filled breakdown of 13 going on 30. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us uh, on our inaugural podcast. Um, please follow us on Shenanigans and Sue Pod and let us know your thoughts on 13 going on 30. What cheese do you think it is? Um, if razzles are real. Whether or not we missed any of the tropes. Yeah, basically whatever. We hope that you enjoyed this time with us and that you'll tune in for the next one. And until then, we just want you to be so, so happy. Bye. Yes, let your own shenanigans ensue. We'll see you next time. Is that the theme song? 
know if that's actually driving Miss Daisy. Oh, see. That is driving Miss Daisy. I have to watch more movies. <laughs> like,